Germany. All right, let's stand for the reading of God's Word, Hosea chapter 4. All right, look at verses 15 and 16. Hosea chapter 4, verses 15 and 16. Though thou, Israel, play the harlot, yet let not Judah offend, and come not ye unto Gilgal, neither go ye up to Bethaven, nor swear the Lord liveth. For Israel slideth back as a backsliding heifer. Now the Lord will feed them as a lamb in a large place. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the truth of your word. Thank you for this uh, illustrative way to describe the backslidden condition. Help us to understand what it means to be backslidden, uh, how to protect ourselves from it. And then, Lord, uh, next week, how to pray for those specifically who are backslidden to help them come back to God. So I pray that you would work among us, glorify yourself. You're the teacher. We're the students. Pray you'd speak through us, use the sweet Holy Spirit to help us remember these vital truths from your word. In Christ's name we pray, amen. You may be seated. So we're in our series of people for whom we pray or how to pray for people. We took 10 groups from the word of God and we're giving you specific proven prayer requests of how to pray for these 10 groups. We've gone through nine groups, the 10th group. Uh, last week we talked about how to pray for uh, sinners or praying people to Jesus. This week we're going to talk about uh, backsliding, how to pray for backsliders. And so it's, it's important that we learn how to do that. You know, Christians are going to backslide from time to time. Every Christian slides back. You know, you don't even have to be out of church to be backslidden. You know, you could be backslidden in a pew. You could be backslidden in ministry. Uh, but sometimes if you don't fix those small backslidings, you keep sliding back and then you're out of church. You're not interested in the things of God. And unfortunately, our church, like every church, we have people that should be here. They could be here, but they chose not to be. Not because they hate God, not because they don't believe in Jesus, but because they're backslidden. They've slid back. And it can happen to any one of us. Now, it's our responsibility as a church to pray for one another and try to help backsliders come back to fellowship with God and the local assembly. That's our responsibility. Now, sometimes we're embarrassed about that. Sometimes we don't want to talk about it. Uh, But folks, if somebody is away from God, we need to pray that they get back from God. I hope that if I ever got away from God, God forbid that you would pray for me and not just let me slide into oblivion. I don't want to meet Jesus uh, in in a rebellious condition, having wasted years of my life. That's not how I want to meet Jesus. Uh, And I don't want you to do that either. So if you were to start to backslide, and I want to be the kind of Christian that would pray for you and try to restore you, And so this is something we have to do. Matter of fact, in our old prayer bulletin, we used to have a place where we would pray for people to come back to God. And we're going to put that back in there. Uh, And 
That might be uncomfortable for some people because we just want to pretend like everything's okay. But folks, if we have a member of our church that is not interested in the things of God, they're clearly backslidden. They're clearly away from God. Uh, it's our responsibility to pray for them. Now, we're not going to get up and announce it on Sunday morning. We're not going to, wouldn't try to hurt anybody or embarrass anybody. Uh, but the truth is we also have to pray for them. And by the way, if you get backslidden, you should be embarrassed. The problem is backslidden people aren't embarrassed. <laughs> they justify their sin. We're embarrassed for them, but they're not embarrassed. Uh, and so now there's a difference between someone getting into sin and he is embarrassed and repentant and all of that. That's a whole other story. But I'm talking about people who are just in a backslidden condition. So we're going to take this, this uh, Bible study time to learn about backsliding from the scriptures and then next week we'll learn a little bit more about backsliding and then give you the uh, specific prayer requests that God seems to honor in praying for backsliders so here we find in Hosea chapter 4 of course Hosea we don't have time to lay the the entire background of the book but what a powerful book and what a sad book in this book we see that Israel is portrayed as a harlot, a spiritual harlot, cheating or committing adultery on Jehovah. Now, in the verse we read, uh, Judah had not gone that far yet, but she eventually would. Eventually, the, the little place of Judah in southern Israel, sometimes we speak of Israel as all of the promised land, but then God divided it as the ten northern tribes of Israel, and then Judah and Benjamin, the southern tribes, would be considered Judah. Israel, the ten northern tribes, backslid first, were away from God first, and they were actually uh, conquered first and taken away first in the first Babylonian captivity. But eventually, Judah followed, the Bible calls her older sister, followed her older sister's example, got a backslidden, and God came and took them away in the second Babylonian captivity. And so, but here we find that Israel was playing the harlot. God was not happy. Look at verse 16. For Israel slideth back as a backsliding heifer. Now, this is an interesting word image. It, it creates an image in the mind. It has the idea of imagine walking a heifer or a female cow up a muddy hill. This is not hard for me to imagine because where I grew up in the in the country of the Midwest, there's more cows and corn than there are people, right? And so the idea of watching these heifers lumbering around, these cows lumbering around, and they can get stubborn. They can just get stubborn and stop right there. And you try to move an 1,800-pound cow or a, a, an 1,800-pound bull, it ain't going anywhere, not unless you get the truck. And so uh, they, you have to have some cooperation, right, to lead a cow. And so the Bible here is talking about, imagine the, the visual picture of leading a, uh, a female cow kind of up a muddy incline, but then all of a sudden the cow stops. The cow gets stubborn. Matter of fact, cows can sit down. But because they're so heavy and because the ground is slippery, just because they're not going forward and the gravity, they start to slide back. I don't mean to go back, but you're going back. I'm not pointed back, 
you're sliding back. And that's the way a lot of Christians do. They're still facing Jesus, but they're going the wrong way. And they're backsliding. Well, I'm not, I haven't turned back. I'm not, I'm not running toward the world. No, but you're sliding towards it. And it's only a matter of time until you get there. And so this idea of a backsliding heifer speaks of a cow that stops obeying the leadership of its master and begins sliding back down under its own weight. And of course, if we're not moving toward Jesus, we're sliding away from him by the weight of our own sin nature. So let me give you some introductory thoughts here just in this sermon. What is a backslider? A backslider is a professed believer who slides back from God. So this is someone who says, I'm saved, I'm born again, I'm trusting in Jesus, but they are clearly not where they're supposed to be. But not only that, there's a difference between a Christian who isn't where they're supposed to be and hasn't grown. This is someone who used to be further along in the Christian life, but now they are not as close to Jesus as they were. They're not as far down the Christian path as they were. They have slidden back in, from their obedience. They have slidden back from their love. They've slidden back from their passion. They're not where they, they're supposed to be, and they're not where they used to be. I see, we've all been there, haven't we? We've all been at the place where, man, I'm just not feeling as close to God as I used to. Or, man, I'm just not feeling as spiritual as I used to. You know what? These temptations are bothering me more than they used to. Or, you know what? I'm just not enjoying church like I used to. I'm just not getting as much out of the Bible as I used to. I'm just not getting as much out of... Be careful. Because it's the beginnings. That is backsliding. But we have to recognize backsliding in the beginning before we get too far down the hill. Because what you find when you study backsliding is it can become perpetual. Backsliding leads to more backsliding, leads to more backsliding, leads to more backsliding. Just like sin leads to sin, leads to sin, leads to sin. It's like that snowball rolling down the hill. The further it goes, the more speed it picks up, the bigger it gets. And if you wait until it's big as you are, you're in trouble. you got to get it when it's small. And so same thing with backsliding. The way we guard against backsliding is we, we catch it when it's small. And then we deal with the small backslidings so we never get too far away from the Lord. Now, in your King James Bible, the variations of the word backslider occur 17 times. But the concept of backsliding is found all throughout the Scripture, and it, it provides a rich study. So what is a backslider? It's someone who, it's a believer who slides back from God. God uses this term to describe Israel's habit of refusing to obey and sliding back into sin. And of course, using for, uh, Hosea 4.16, you could go back and just look at the history of Israel and how many times they would obey God and things would, they would be blessed. Then they would get rebellious and stubborn, stop obeying God. They would slide back. They would get punished. Then they would learn from that and they would go back and obey God and be blessed. They'd get stubborn and rebellious and slide back and be punished. Does it sound like anybody's biography, <laughs> right? I mean, all of us have some of that in us. Matter of fact, the growth in the Christian life is not a straight line. Often it's kind of like stair steps. You go up and then down, up 
and then down, up, but you never go back down as far as you were. So you go up and you start back, so I'll catch myself and I grow and catch myself and it's kind of this gradual roller coaster up, but always upward. And anytime it gets down and stays down and keeps going down, it picks up speed as it goes. So a backslider, those who slide back from God, those who uh, refuse to obey, they slide back into sin. They're no longer where they used to be. Now, why do people backslide? Look at Hosea chapter 11. Hosea chapter 11. And look at verse 7. And my people are bent to backsliding from me. Though they called them to be the most high, none at all would exalt him. So he said, my people are prone to backsliding. They are bent to backsliding. And I think we can all say with that, the songwriter, prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. What shall we pray? Here's my heart. Oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Lord, protect me from my own sin nature. Protect me from my own uh, desire, my, my own sin nature that wants to pull me back from whence I have been rescued. And so backsliding has always been a problem for God's people. Our sin nature seeks to rebel against God and fulfill its own lust. That's why the Apostle Paul said, I die daily. What's he saying? I have to wake up every morning when you wake up, your sin nature wakes up with you. And you have to remind it it's dead. You're not going to rule the show today. You're not going to be in charge. I'm living for Jesus today. I'm living for God. I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to follow God's word. You're dead. And the Bible says when you're reminded it's dead, we are crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And so those, those, that sin nature is a conquered foe, but it resurrects every morning, and it'll lead you if you let it. But if you remind it through Christ that it's conquered, you can have victory over it. So why, why do people backslide? Because of the sin nature. Whenever we start giving place to our sin nature, it starts pulling us away from God. All right, what does backsliding look like? Look at Proverbs 14. What does backsliding look like? How can we tell if we're getting backslidden or if somebody else is getting backslidden? What does it look like? Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 14. Say it with me. The backslider in heart shall be filled with his own ways, and a good man shall be satisfied from himself. All right, so what does backsliding start like? look like? It starts in the heart. The truth is you can't see backsliding at first. Nobody can see it because it starts here. You can still be going to church, and you're starting backsliding. You're still reading your Bible. But it's begun. You're still praying. You're still going soul winning. You're still living right. You still care about holiness and have biblical standards of morality and righteous living. You still get frustrated with people who aren't living quite as right as you are. You get frustrated with backsliders who are on the same road you're on. You just haven't recognized it yet. 
They're just a little further down the road. And this is where we need to catch the backsliding is in the heart. When we start to feel that pride well up. When we start to feel the distance from God, not in our behavior, but in our heart. That's when we deal with it. We have to seek and destroy all of these little backslidings. You watch something you shouldn't, make it right. Don't wait. You do something you shouldn't, make it right. You say something you shouldn't, make it right. Think something you shouldn't, make it right. Keep small accounts with God. Or it grows like that snowball going down the hill. Or you're like that heavy heifer refusing to move. You're not, you're not necessarily trying to go backwards. You've just decided you're done going forward. This is the most deceptive backsliding of all. It's like, Lord, people who say to themselves, Lord, I don't want to go back to sin. I'm just, I don't want to sacrifice anymore. I don't want to change anymore. I don't, I don't want to grow anymore. I've just, no. Backsliding starts as soon as we tell God no. And it keeps going when we keep telling God no. And then pretty soon it's, no, I don't want to read my Bible. No, I don't want to go to church. Well, you know you should. I don't want to. You've got to catch it when it's small. What does backsliding look like? Revelation chapter 2 verse 4 says that backsliding is like leaving your first love. You're not in love with God like you used to be. You don't have that passion for God you used to have. You're not as zealous for Him as you used to be. You don't sing like you used to sing. Now you just kind of muddle through it. The songs don't hit you like they used to. The Bible's just kind of like reading any other book. The preaching is like, when's it going to be over? When you used to sit there and weep and cry or your eyes would get big at a, at a truth God told you and you're writing in your Bible and you're this and that and now you're barely trying to keep your eyes open. And you used to get up and sing and didn't know the songs and were trying to learn them and now you know all the songs but you're just not singing because... Because you don't love it. And you don't love it because you don't love him like you should. See, backsliding is deceptive. Starts small. It's like the old illustration of if you put a frog in boiling water, it'll just jump out. But if you take a pot of cold water and put it on the stove and put the frog in it, and then turn the heat on slowly, it'll sit there until it boils itself to death. Because since it's cold-blooded, it can't tell. The heat just raises, and it still feels comfortable. And folks, we're a lot that way. Satan knows if he comes up and slaps you up the face, upside the face with sin, you're a good enough Christian to be like, hey, get out of here. That's wicked. Oh, but boy, just the little indiscretions, the little transgressions. Next thing you know, people are saying and doing things they never thought they'd do. What does backsliding look like? 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 9 talks about backsliding as turning away from God. The verse says, And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared unto him twice. Folks, anybody can backslide. This is Solomon. God appeared unto him and spoke to him twice in his life. Read Ecclesiastes chapter 2. God blessed Solomon with anything he ever wanted. There was nothing Solomon wanted that he didn't have. 
And yet still, towards the end of his life, he got cold and hard, allowed his heart to be turned by others that he wouldn't have listened to in earlier days. Folks, preachers can backslide. Deacons can backslide. Sunday school teachers, nursery workers, ministry workers, assistant pastors, assistant pastors, assistant pastors. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anybody can backslide. Children, teenagers, adults, you've been saved five years or 50 years. You can backslide. And it's up to us to make sure that we deal with it when it's small. What does backsliding look like? Backsliding is a stubborn refusal to obey God. As a result, backsliders slide away from, number one, the work of God. Backsliders are people that used to be in ministry, but they're not anymore. Now, I'm not talking about people that used to be in ministry, but their health failed. Or they used to be in ministry, but they had some serious life change that happened. I'm talking about they could if they wanted to, they just don't want to. And they slide away from the work of God. Because backsliding begins with selfishness in the heart, eventually they become too selfish to spend time, money, or effort serving God. They quit the ministries they were once involved in. And although they give reasons like, I don't have time, they always seem to find the time to do the things they want to do. You know, you meet them down at the park. Oh, why, why, hey, I miss you. Why haven't you been in church? Oh, I just had too much to do as they're just like lazing around the park. <laughs> you know, oh, or, oh, I just came back from Disney World. Oh, you could been missing you in church. Oh, I just don't have time. I just don't have time. You know, hey, I got, a, I got a buck. You know, I was out in the deer stand for eight hours. And, hey, we missed you in church. Well, I just don't have time to go preach. I just don't have time to go. And then they go fishing for six hours. You know, the, the truth is people pretty much find the time to do what they want to do. It's just they're not feeling it anymore. All right, not only do they slide back from the work of God, backsliders slide back from the worship of God. They begin to miss church services. As they fill their life with sinful pleasures, they feel further away from God. The church services don't affect them like they used to. It just, it just doesn't hit them like they used to. You know, and it's not them, it's the preacher. The preacher all of a sudden got boring. The preacher all of a sudden doesn't teach the Bible like he used to. You know, it's a song leader. He used to be a good song leader, now he's not. You know, it's the, it's the people. It used to be such a friendly church, but it's no longer friendly. No, maybe it's that you've changed. And when backsliders, they, th this ball gets rolling down the hill, they slide back from the work of God. They slide back from the worship of God. They begin to drop church services. Usually the first to go is Wednesday night. And then Sunday school. And then Sunday night. Now they're only coming Sunday mornings. And then eventually, if they backslide long enough without getting right, they'll stop going to church altogether. There are people all over town in the 18 years I've been here that should be sitting in church. If they don't like this one, they should be in church somewhere. But the truth is they're not because they don't want to. And it's everybody else's fault because as you'll learn next week, backsliders always justify 
their sinful decisions. It's never their fault. They're the hero of the story. It's that church. It's those people. It's well so-and-so. But you know what happens is then they can never find a church that suits them, and it's always the church. You know, it's like the guy that had some stinky cheese stuck in his mustache, and everywhere he went, it stunk. All day long, it stunk. Post office stunk, store stunk, work stunk. Finally, a friend's like, hey, you got some cheese in your mustache. <laughs> you know, it's like, it wasn't those places, it was him. And sometimes when everything stinks, it's us. Spiritual B.O., amen. It's a, a spiritual body odor. Sometimes you're the last one to know you got it. All right, number three, they backslide from the will of God. Once again, the root of backsliding is selfish pride. Backsliders remove God from the throne of their hearts. They install themselves as king, as the Lord of their lives. They no longer seek the will of God. You know, a Christian young person ought to say, I'm praying about what God wants me to do with my life. Not, well, I haven't figured out what I want to do with my life. Well, if God's a king of your heart, it's not up to you anyway. You know, a Christian ought to say, well, well, I'm, pray I'm praying to find the church God's chosen for me. Not, I'm looking for a church that makes me feel good. I'm looking for the job that God wants me to have. I'm looking for the career that God made me for. I'm looking for the ministry that God wants me to be in. You see, a, a, a passionate, sincere Christian is always seeking the will of God. A self-willed Christian, Christian is always asking the wrong question. What do I want? When we should be asking, what does God want? You see the difference? All right, number four, they slide back from the word of God. So they slide back from the work of God, the worship of God, the will of God. And finally, they slide back from the word of God. And I'm going to put backsliders in two categories when it comes to the word of God. Some backsliders will be honest that they're backslidden. I'm backslidden. <laughs> you ever met somebody like that? Hey, I'm backslidden. I'm not where I ought to be. You can respect that. Hey, you know, the Bible says that's a sin. I know. I know it's a sin. Pray for me. I've got to get this right. I've got to get this under control. But what happens is if you stay backslidden long enough in order to justify your decisions and make yourself feel good and try to get out from underneath the, the weight of spirit conviction, what we'll actually do is begin sliding back from the word of God. You'll show them in the Bible that some sin they're committing is wrong and they'll say, Oh, I don't think that's what that says. What? <laughs> you know, it's, it's got a noun. It's got a verb. It's, it, it's pretty clear. I don't think that's what that says. That's not what that means to me. <laughs> so they'll begin to slide back from the word of God. Oh, I don't, I don't think standards are man-made. You know, God doesn't care what I do. God doesn't care about that. Oh, the Bible doesn't say anything about how you dress. Really? Have you ever read it? The Bible doesn't say anything about what, what music you listen to. The Bible doesn't say anything about how to live. And then you point to a verse, and they'll either reject that verse, or sometimes they'll just find a Bible that's easier for their lifestyle. 
And the truth is, 200 plus English Bibles, you can find a Bible that says what you want it to say. There's the Klingon Bible. For Klingons everywhere. There's the new Klingon Bible. No, there's not the new Klingon Bible. There's just <laughs> there's the new international Klingon Bible. There's just the Klingon Bible. But if they stay backslidden far long enough, and if they get hardened in their backsliding, so I call these honest backsliders or hardened backsliders. The honest backsliders are like, God's right, I'm wrong, pray for me, I need to get right. Those people aren't far away from restoration. But the hardened backsliders are like, God's wrong. The Bible's wrong. And once you, here's the tricky thing. Once you start playing with the the doctrines of the Bible, cutting and pasting the ones you like or don't like, it's not too hard for the devil to get you to stop denying fundamental doctrines. It's not too far to go from saying, I don't have to go to church. Church is unimportant. The Bible doesn't say I have to go to church. To saying, was Jesus really virgin born? And what you'll find is, over the years, you'll find people that backslide so far. It's no longer about standards of righteousness and morality. It's about the very fundamentals of the Word of God. The very things that make you a Christian are now up for debate. And I want to make a distinction here between backsliders and apostates. Backsliders are believers who fall or, or who uh, slide back away from God. Backsliders are believers who slide back away from God. Apostates are professed believers who fall away from God. Backsliders can be restored. Apostates cannot. And there's a big difference. And don't get them confused. Sometimes we treat apostates like backsliders and we treat backsliders like apostates. You got to keep it straight. Let me finish with saying this. What does backsliding look like? And let me just give you a little kind of a self-test or a, a, a spiritual way for us to see what this looks like when someone starts to backslide. If, if you consider that being right with God is being surrendered, right? Surrendered, submissive, passionate about the things of God then what does backslidden look like? All right, let me give you some thoughts. Uh, consider these common instances of backsliding. Habitual service to God without the love and emotion you had when you were close to God. So remember, you can still serve God in a backslidden state. It's just not the same type of service. It used to be with a smile, now it's with a grunt and grumble. It used to be with passion and love. And now it's at a grudge, feels like a drudgery and duty. Formal prayers with no feeling and no faith. You know, you can pray in a backslidden condition. There's just no feeling and there's no faith. A lack of religious enjoyment in the things of God. One of the telltale signs that backsliding has begun is you no longer enjoy the things of God. If you're more comfortable in the world than you are in church, you're backslidden. If you're more, if you 
enjoy the world's music more than you enjoy God's music, that's backslidden. If you enjoy other books, but you don't enjoy the Bible, then that's backslidden. That doesn't mean you can't enjoy other books. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy other places. But when you've lost the enjoyment for the things of God, why is that? Why is it songs about the death, burial, and resurrection in heaven are dead to you? Because you're away from the one who died, was buried, and rose again. How is it you can sing about going to heaven and you might as well be singing a funeral dirge because you haven't pictured yourself there in quite a while. You haven't thought about the one who's going to meet you there in quite a while. The mind and the heart are so busy and full with the things of this world. It happens to all of us. I'm not preaching down to you. I'm saying this happens to all of us. What about a renewed bondage of sins once conquered? God had given you victory over that sin, but now you're doing it again. It's backsliding. God's work is a burden. When it used to be a privilege, that's backsliding. A hot temper. Jesus didn't go around snapping at people. An unbridled spirit. Up, down, in, out. No control over the spirit. That's not the spirit of Christ. A spirit of uncharitableness or an unloving heart. Once again, being irritable, quick to say harsh words. A froward or scorning spirit that finds fault, impugns the motives of others, uses harsh words and attaches blame. Everybody's got a problem. You know, if everybody's got a problem, the problem might just be us. A lack of interest in God's word. You used to read it. Now you could read it or not read it. You could take it or leave it. That's, that's backsliding. Apathy towards lost souls, not caring if people live or die, not caring if people go to hell. That's backsliding. The very heartbeat of Christ was to go after souls. And yet if, if we didn't think about that today, if we didn't pray for lost people, if we didn't intend to pass out a track, if we haven't told someone about Jesus in quite a while, why is that? We must not have the heartbeat of Christ. Now, what you're finding is backsliding is a whole lot more than rather than being in church, being down on a bar stool. It's a whole lot more than rather than tithing, being over at the casino, giving them God's money. It's a whole lot more than doing all the wickedness the world has to offer. Because for the committed Christian, backsliding starts in the things of God. Does that make sense to you? Boredom during preaching. Now, sometimes preachers are boring. I'll give that to you. <laughs> but the word of God's never boring. Amen. And if you're making it about the preacher anyway, you're missing the word. Detachment from God's house. A lack of enthusiasm for God's work. Listless prayer. Disinterest in godly music. Disregard to sanctification and holy living. Here's one. Praying only for yourself. Do you know it's selfish to only pray for yourself? What's the very beginning of backsliding? Selfishness. Absence of church services and prayer meetings for minor reasons. I had to wash my hair. <laughs> you know, it's, I've heard so many crazy things over the years. 
Why don't you just say you don't want to go to church? Well, because that sounds bad. A self-indulgent spirit chasing after pleasure, a seared conscience, the things that used to bother you don't bother you anymore. The sins that used to bother you don't bother you anymore. That's backsliding. Loose moral principles and standards. Increased fear of man and unknowns with a decrease in the fear of the Lord. So there's a lot of ways this looks. But I'm just saying all this to remind us before we get into praying for backsliding, backsliders, what you're going to find is that regularly you're going to have to stop yourself from backsliding. Because it's human nature. The truth is, I wake up backslidden every morning. <laughs> and if you think about it, you just might too. In the morning, I don't wake up and be like, yeah, praise God, I'm a Christian. Woo, Jesus died for me. I'm going to heaven. Praise God. I just want to love people. I'm going to win some people to Jesus. No, I wake up and go, oh, my back hurts. Oh, I'm hungry. Where's my coffee? Uh, you know, the truth is, I have to have that time with God to put myself in check every day. Most people wake up backslidden every morning. They just don't notice it. You've got to get that time with God. Get yourself right. Die to self. Focus on the Lord. And spiritual life is like that manna. You know, if you've been doing your Bible reading, you're either there yet or you're almost there. They would go out and get manna every day, and if they tried to keep it for the next day, it stunk. Right. Every morning you need a fresh encounter with God because that begins to stink. And we all get backslidden. So let's stop our little backslidings. And here's the way. All you have to do is this. You confess it. Forsake it. That's it. God, it's wrong that I don't like your Bible, that I'm not enjoying reading my Bible as much as I did last week. That's wrong. God, it's, it's wrong that I'm not looking forward to going to church. I mean, why is it? Yes, I'm tired, and yes, this, and yes, that. But the truth is, my heart's not in it. And you, when your heart's not in it, you say, no, I, I refuse to accept that. I want my heart to be hot for God. I want my heart to feel it. I want to want it. And if you don't want it, you confess your sin, and you pray for God to make you want it, to make you choose it. People stay backslidden because they get comfortable being backslidden. And people stay close to God because they demand it of themselves, not of others, of themselves. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for the time. A lot we could say about that. we got a whole other part of the message for next week. Pray that you would bless the offering, our time together. Uh, Lord, we got a lot to pray about, too, during our prayer time. Lord, thank you that you've given us the keys to understand our sinful heart and how we're prone to wonder, we're prone to backsliding, and how we can get that fixed and get backsliding right before that heifer slides too far down the hill. So I pray you bless the offering.